Hey, CJ, it's DJ Benny the Bull, and congratulations on celebrating one year of history from the back pages. I'm really happy for you, and here's to more years for this cast as we continue with our program. And yeah, that's enough about me and our other projects. How about today, July 31st, I'm talking about partying virtually. I got you on favorite moments, episodes. Um, I'll just name it off here in a sec. I have three for you, and that was when you covered Ernie Banks, as well as President Ulysses S. Grant, also local legend, that is the Frank Lloyd Wright. I thought those are some of the biggest names that you did well done on and uh, I gotta say a hell of a job on and so again uh, wishing you many more good years of history from the back pages and talk to you soon man good morning everyone welcome to this week's episode of history from the back pages we're going to look at a French Kane for this week's episode. We're continuing on with the theme of kings, queens, presidents, dukes, all people on who have ruled in some sort. And we're going to get to our first French king in this season. And I wanted to choose someone who was French because I have been learning French for the past few months. Greatly enjoyed it. Been taking it at a Institute in Oak Park. They had great classes. Highly recommend it if you're interested in learning French. And I decided why not do a French figure for this week's episode. There's a number of ones I could have chosen that probably you might know, but I wanted to choose one that's lesser known, but one of the acts that he was involved in definitely is very interesting and deserves to be talked about. And the person that I'm going to discuss this week is Henri II of France. He was king of France for a number of years before his untimely death. So he was king from 1547 to 1559. He was coronated in July 25th, 1547. And his father was Francois I, who you might know because he is somebody who's a lot more well-known than his son. And then Henry II, his son, was very weak, very sickly. And you might know him just because he married Mary, the Queen of Scots, who is very well-known. So both his dad and his son are in culture known for different acts they did because his father, Francois I, Loved the arts, loved Renaissance, 
he knew Leonardo da Vinci. He actually got to see the Mona Lisa. And he loved to read as well, his father. So Francois I, there was one thing I saw that talked about how he wanted to read like all the books in France and around the world. He loved to read. And now we get to his son, Henry II, who some of the facts that have to go with Henry II is that he was known as being very handsome, ladies' man. Those are two traits that could be contributed to Henry II. Also, he loved to hunt and joust. Those were his two passions. And he married, in 1519, he married Catherine de Michi in 1533. So in 1533, he married Catherine de Michi when they're both only 14 years old, which very young, but this was way back in the 16th century. So if someone did that today, that'd be considered, ugh. But back then, lifespans were shorter. And especially in romantic, like not romance, but uh, like monarchs, they needed to have the people married very fast so could get like onto the throne, either in queen, king or queen capacity. So maybe that could be one reason to that. And we're going to move on because I could talk a little bit more about Francois the first, but I want to focus on Henry the second. I probably could do an episode on his dad. Maybe that could be interesting. So in 1547, his dad passed away. So Henry II succeeded his father to the French throne on his 28th birthday in 1547. And in 1558, his son, the sickly Francois II, married Mary, Queen of Scots, who had been brought up in France by her mother's family to keep her out of the hands of the English. The French attended through her to acquire the Scottish throne. And I did not know that for his son, Francois II, married Mary Queen of Scots. So now we're gonna talk about Henry II and focus on one major tragic event that very interesting, it definitely needed to be talked about. And that was in June, 1559, there was a tournament held in Paris to celebrate a peace treaty between France and Spain. They were at war, so they were going to hold a peace treaty, finally had peace, and they were going to hold the celebration tournament extravaganza in Paris. And King Henry was to enter the list before a glittering audience of lords, ladies, including his wife, Catherine de Michi, the queen, Diane de Poitier, and also Mary Queen Scots was also present as well. And at this time, she had married his son, Francois II, one year prior. And like I mentioned earlier, Henry II loved to joust. He loved to do physical activities. Those were some of his favorite things. And at this time, according to History Today, which I'm gathering this information from, by Richard Cavendish, is published in July 2009, and mentions how Catherine de Michi had tried to persuade Henry not to joust because he was tired before this time, 
he did physical exertion, kind of exhausted, recommended he just skip the joust and watch it instead. But, of course, King Henry II just put away her concerns, said, I'm definitely going to joust in this tournament. And he sported the typical colors of the day. And his joust, he did well. He goes going to face off against Count, the young Count of Montgomery. So this man is the man who, some, his life pretty much took a tragic turn after the event took place between the Earl of Montgomery and King Henry of France. And it took place when Gabriel de Lodge, first Earl of Montgomery, got on his horse. Henry II got on their horse, got ready to go. And there's a cool picture, like a drawing of the event that transpired. If, you, if it's on Wikipedia, if you want to look at it. And the event takes place. They both got ready. The king reeled in his saddle, and gentleman close by rushed to help him off his horse and out of his armor. And he got ready, got on his horse, ready to go. But then, tragic event happened when the young Montgomery had his lance ready and King Henry had his lance ready. They were going to joust. They were riding on their horses, galloping, ready to go. When suddenly, King uh, Earl Montgomery, his lance somehow penetrated King Henry II's helmet and a lawn splinter pierced Henry's eye, which got into his brain. And of course, this killed him very soon. So King Henry II was dying and his men immediately got him off his horse, got him off his armor, rushed him to help him off his horse. He was bleeding profusely, which of course makes sense. The piece of wood got through his eye, got into his brain. And according to history today, he was bleeding profusely, almost unconscious. They carried him to his apartments in the Chateau d'Ortonis. Sir Nicholas Frockmorton, the English ambassador who was watching, wrote, I noted him to be very weak and to have the sense of all of his limbs almost benumbed for being carried away as he lay all along, he moved neither hand nor foot, but lay as one amazed. And the Earl of Montgomery, so Gabriel, immediately rushed to the king before he died and told him that it was a mistake, an accident, and he was willing to cut off his hand and have himself killed, for he was considered himself a murderer of the king. But Henry II showed mercy and told Gabriel, the Earl of Montgomery, that he knew it was not on purpose, it was a mistake, and that he forgave him for killing him. So Gabriel de Lorge, first Earl of Montgomery, was not going to be beheaded. Because this could have easily been possible if the king said, I don't care if it was an accident, I want him punished. And they could have had him executed right away. But he was not at this time. Yep, told him it was not his fault. The doctors were able to remove the splinter from the king's eyes and the utter wood that pierced his head and throat 
But King Henry relapsed into unconsciousness. They hoped that uh, the eye was the worst that would happen. But since it had penetrated his brain, there was no way that Henry II was going to survive. They had in brought in very famous world surgeons of the day. Ambrose Paris was joined by another celebrated medical man, Andres Belus, sent from Brussels by King Philip of Spain, but Henry's condition grew worse. And his wife, Catherine de Medici, the queen, took command, kept watch by her husband's side, refused to leave him, refused to leave, allow his mistresses into the room. Because like I said earlier, King Henry was a ladies' man. He loved to hang out with women besides his wife. And Catherine de Medici stayed with him until he died. So on July 9th, the last rites were administered, and the king died early in the afternoon the following day. He was only 40 years old. And his one mistress, Diane de Porters, was immediately banished from court in order to return all the jewels and gifts that Henry had given her. She's immediately taken away and never came back. And Montgomery, the man who killed Henry II, retired to his estate in, Mont in Normandy. And interestingly, he became a Protestant. So he was Catholic, but then he somehow, there's some sort of like a, a feeling he had or something. It's like, I got to become a Protestant. So he became Protestant and Catherine de Medici hated him. He was banished from the kingdom. And in time, so in 1574, about 15 years later, he was beheaded. So even though Henry II did not have their own Montgomery beheaded at this time, later he was be actually beheaded, not for his crimes against the king, but crimes as an enemy of the state because there was the Protestant and Catholic wars going on, the hatred between the two religious groups. So since he was Protestant, he was hated by the monarch and was executed. The new king was 15-year-old Francois II, the son of Henry and Catherine de Medici. He was married, like I said, to Mary Queen of Scots, but he was so weak, so sickly. And within one year, he died. So Francois II died in 1560 to be succeeded by his younger brother, the 10-year-old Charles IX. And Mary, her potential usefulness to the House of Elizabeth End was no longer welcome and immediately left France to go back to Scotland in 1561. And there was a lot of issues right now because once Henry II died, there's a long revolving door of French kings who are incompetent. Francois II, the 15-year-old who died. Another one, Charles IX, didn't do anything very successful. Henry III, he wasn't very successful either. And with her sons on the throne, and by now having a shrewd no knowledge of the court, Catherine de Medici became a dominant figure in politics of the time until she passed away in 1589. So Catherine de Medici, her role as a queen, a figure, is very interesting. I think she could see someone I could discuss too. I mainly wanted to discuss Henry II to talk about the tournament where he was killed because I thought that was very interesting, a very interesting 
jousting match to discuss. And so overall, he was a ladies' man, loved to joust, loved to hunt. And in the end, his passion of jousting was his end when he was accidentally killed by the Earl of Montgomery. And I think even if it was today in the 21st century, I don't think Henry II would have survived. I think if the piece of wood, the splinter, had gotten into just his eye, maybe he could have survived. Even then, that would have been difficult. But since it got into his brain, there was no hope. Henry II was not going to survive, in my opinion. And of course, he did not survive. And that wraps up this episode Season four, it's talking about Henry II of France, and he died of his tournament wounds. And history today was the article Richard Cavendish, really interesting history volume to read, and also looked at some Wikipedia stuff as well, because I like to use that for background, like dates he was born, dates they died. They always have good like dates backgrounds. That's the thing I use it for most. I don't use it for most information but in regards to dates and like family trees and I also want to talk a little bit about awesome time in our one year celebration of history from the back pages we got some cool messages my good friend Karina Kosmala she sent me some awesome messages saying congratulations on the one year anniversary of the show she also has a podcast as well that I would highly recommend that you listen to and is also on Spotify and many other sites. It's called Uncovering the Corners of the World. And how it goes is every ep- week, Karina looks at a location that she's either been to or has not been to that is under the radar, lesser known. And for example, this week's episode, she looked at Oregon the second one she's done it in Oregon, and for example, talked about the Simpsons, a lava location, much more. And Karina is a very great storyteller, so they're always very interesting. Especially if you don't want to listen to something that is two hours or more, they're always around less than 15 minutes. So if you have time constraints, very useful. I also want to thank DJ Benny the Bull, my good friend Ben, one of my best friends, he sent me two voice messages congratulating me on the show, which we're adding into this week's episode. So we'll have some voice messages, about two minutes in total. Also want to thank my one of my great friends, Alyssa Evans. She's always been a big fan of the show. She sent some great thanks. And Alyssa Rabel, my other great, great friend, she sent awesome stuff as well. And then many more people who sent stuff. Thank you so much for supporting History from the Back Pages. Next week, we're going to have to look at another figure in history. I might choose Catherine Dumici. I think she should be someone that could be easily discussed. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. See you next time on History from the Back Pages. And feel free to send me any messages either on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Because now on Facebook, I was using my personal Facebook profile, but now I actually have a History from the Back Pages page, 
which if you just type in it's for back pages, it'll come up as a page that you can like or comment on. I started that the same day that I celebrated the one-year anniversary of the show. It's kind of like a one-year anniversary beginning of the Facebook page. And yeah, that wraps up this week's historical figure, Henry II, and also wraps up some housekeeping news to discuss like where to find the show on Spotify, Overcast, Apple, Anchor, many more. And thank you. So see you next time on History Fact Pages. Have a good rest of your week and talk to you soon. Thank you.